Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff Jarrett. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Corporate Chopper Pete Fennell and I'm joined by Tempest the Wrestler. I'm Tempest. You are Tempest and welcome to an NXT review, everyone. They're back. We're doing NXT because they're on yeah. Tuesdays. Yeah. This doesn't really apply to you guys specifically because you listen to the podcast. But, but we really need everyone to watch them on YouTube. That would be the best thing, because then they can stay around. So if you like the NXT things, go watch the YouTube version as well, because it's it's very important. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm quite excited to do NXT reviews because it's a better show than Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. I I mean, I was watching this show. I haven't been watching NXT week to week uh, in quite some time. I covered it on the mm-hmm. website a time or two, but. Honestly, I would have rather watched AEW, and it was kind of bringing me down. So made mm-hmm. some arrangements and and made it so I could watch AEW, and now I can watch both, which nice. is the the perfect scenario here. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, for a first show, I was I was pretty happy with this week's this week's program. So mm-hmm. hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to see more of the old NXT, the one that yeah. wasn't trying to compete every week. Yes, that would be amazing. And granted, that means there's going to be weeks where not much is happening, but I'd rather have that than everything happen all the time and none of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make much more sense to me. Um, but anyway, let's get into talking about this show uh, in more detail. Let's dive on in to the review part of the podcast. Let's talk about it. Because the first thing we're going to be talking about is this almost little throwaway segment um, that was in kind of buried in the middle of the show somewhere, where we had a video package for um, Saray, who's going to be debuting next week. Uh, cut to William Regal being like, yeah, I'm really excited for next week. It's going to be great. Went into his office, 
And inside is Roderick Strong and Marina Shafir, his real-life wife. There's this, this brown envelope of papers, and he uh, he came in and he's like, I'm done. And Regal kind of accepts the papers. He's like, are you sure? He's like, yep. And then just walks away. So Roddy Strong basically just resigned from NXT is what we're supposed to believe here. Um, I guess that makes sense, considering, like, Undisputed Era broke up at Vengeance Day, and they've been kind of going back and forth. And we were we were even saying recently, like, where do people fit in with this? Where's Bobby Fish going to go when he comes back? What's Roddy Strong going to do? Like, should he have his own thing with Adam Cole kind of thing, you know, going from it? Um, I think this means this is a main roster call-up for Roddy Strong, possibly on as soon as SmackDown this week. Um, I don't know if that's the smartest move for him. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to do great on the main roster. I think he is earmarked as one of the NXT guys that's just going to not work on the main roster. But, you know, hopefully I can be proven wrong. I can't really see what else is going to happen to him here. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, just regarding the segment, I thought it was just so odd like so Mm. much of what happens in wwe is big and it's extravagant and oh he get he quits and then gets carried out by five people this was so like understated Mm. you know he just kind of went yeah i'm done that that that's it for me you know i i don't know and it was like in the middle of the show and it was backstage Mm -hmm. and it was just it was so odd um not bad though you know because, I mean, if, if you were going to go and resign, this is probably how it would happen in real life. Um, it was interesting because, like you said, we've been talking about how we don't know what the future of Roddy Strong is going to be. And now he's resigning on NXT for some reason. I don't know why I got it in my head that, like, I just I have a gut feeling. And this is based on nothing other than just my own suspicions. I think he might go to NXT UK. Yeah, that's totally possible. Because, yeah. I mean, no one watches NXT UK, but I think he would do better in NXT UK than he would on the main roster. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. Some of these, like, maybe it's just because he was in the Undisputed Era, or maybe it's because I've been, like, I've watched him in Ring of Honor and, and all this stuff. I have more of a connection with Roddy Strong than I have with, like, most of the people that come through wwe like i never saw alistair black before he wrestled for wwe he's great and i love him but it's not like i had that connection with him mm-hmm. if i just if i see roddy strong running around with the 24 7 people i'm just gonna be like heartbroken yeah I, I just so don't want that to happen oh my god and you i know, just i i know it's going to happen if he goes yeah. to the main roster mm-hmm. now you've literally said 24 7 title i'm like yeah that's exactly what they do He'd he'd come up probably on on well maybe not because that might be a raw thing. If he does come up on SmackDown, let's say, I reckon he might get a win over someone random. I don't know someone. It's meaningless, really. He might get a squash match against like some you know local enhancement talent, or he might get like against someone completely meaningless that's low down on the card. Um, Whoever and... Tucker's equivalent is on SmackDown. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um. So he he he'd get a win over them. And then he would lose, and then he'd lose again, and then he'd probably disappear from screens, I reckon. And that's. And then he joins the catering team. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then maybe he'll debut, re-debut, you know, six months down the line as someone's sommelier and it will be a great time. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think, I don't think Strong would succeed on the main roster. Not, not just because Vince is Vince, but also I just don't think, like it took me a while to get invested in Roddy Strong. He's a fantastic wrestler. I love what he does in the ring. But it took me a while to actually get invested in him as a as a person kind of thing, as, as like a character that I wanted to invest in. I was like, I'm sure I'm going to really enjoy his matches, but like there was something that was a little bit lacking there. Um, so I think maybe once he's exposed to a wider audience, if he does go to the main roster, they also might feel similarly about like, okay, this guy wrestles, and what's the extra bit? So I, I don't know how he'd fare. I don't think he'd fare well. So I kind of hope he doesn't get called up and i hope you're right with nxt uk um yeah uh, the only other thing the only other thing i i could see as a possibility which i really hope it isn't because i don't think it would make any sense is if this is leading to some sort of story in nxt that he actually just stays there and this would be some sort of story beat of his he resigns and then i don't know adam cole goes and beats him up and he's like no 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 i'm not done with you i need to like finish you off more or whatever it is and it kind of drags him back in i i don't know but i I don't think that's the way they're going yeah i mean i could definitely see that happening that's a very wwe thing to do just be like oh he's out oh no he's not Mm. you know uh yeah i don't know i've i've said my piece on roddy strong and just kind of being cagey about him in general because there's a number of guys who come across as like he's a wrestler's wrestler and that doesn't really work in WWE very often, you know, I, I, cause I love, I love so many guys. I love Kyle O'Reilly to the moon, but I feel like Kyle O'Reilly's the same way where I don't really think that he's going to be one of those guys that can break through and succeed on the main roster. And I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong about both of them. I hope Roddy strong is WWE champion by the end of the year. But I just, if I'm putting good Louis Dangor money on it, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not betting that that's going to happen. Yeah, totally fair. Yeah, I mean, I saw a suggestion in the chat of being a, a they need a, a triple threat ladder match between Cole O'Reilly and and Strong. I'd be up for that. I'd prefer a fatal four way personally with Fish once he's back. But that's kind of that's just pure fan service on my part. That I if the story doesn't make sense for it, I don't want him to do it. But I just want him to do it because I think it'd be really cool and it'd be really fun, and I just want to see it. But yeah, that, that's just me. Um, but anyway, I. Like I said, it was kind of just a throwaway segment, so I really don't have that much else to, to go on. Like, I don't think there's been any reports about what's actually happening with Strong, necessarily, as people just speculating at this point. So we'll have to wait and see. Maybe we'll find out in next week's episode, or maybe he'll just turn up in NXT UK. Who knows? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, let's see if we can get into some uh, ultra chats here and see what you guys think. If you want to get uh, guys get in your ultra chats, you can follow the link right on the screen right there. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support uh, if you want your message read out on the stream. We'll get to every single one of them before we get out of here today. Uh, we got one here uh, from Stephen Guzman that says, uh, I feel so bad that when Roddy turned uh, in his resignation, my first my first thought was, no, Roddy, don't go to the main roster. Stay, stay in NXT where it's safe and you won't be in the 24-7 title picture great minds think alike um yeah that he's exactly the kind of guy that would be in the 24 7 title picture and that makes me really really sad um yeah yeah i it's really depressing actually like i said that one would just break my heart more than most you know and you, you know what would suck he'd be roderick strong until he became roderick (laughs) <laughs> oh god i was i was thinking earlier that like they would do something really dumb about how he needs to get coaching from like chad gable and then he becomes like roderick stronger <laughs> oh my god <laughs> roderick stronger I, I, I gotta tell like a really quick story because i watched uh, i was at a ring of honor show years ago i think this was like 2015 maybe 2016 and i was at a ring of honor show with a with a few friends of mine and our favorite things were just the weird ring of honor fans saying things because like you're up against the it's a ring of honor show right so it's not like wwe where you're 20 feet away from someone at their closest Right, so you're right next to these guys as they come mm-hmm. through the the crowd, <laughs> and Roderick Strong's coming out, and I think he was a heel. It'd be better it'd be better if he was a babyface for the story. But some guy right next to him just goes, "Yeah, Roderick weak," <laughs> and Roderick like stops and looks at him, and he just goes like, <laughs> just like gives like a really like a really gross nerdy wrestling fan face, and. It's been five or six years, and that has stuck with us ever since. That's I'm waiting for the day that incredible. someone someone calls him Roderick Week on on TV. Uh, you know it would happen on the main roster as well. I don't know how it hasn't happened yet. 
Oh, man. Like it's right I, there. That, it's that not sounds good, like, but sounds something that Riddle would say if he was on the main roster. Yeah, right. you know that's a match I would like to see again. Honestly, yeah, yeah have them for do sure. that. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't be very good because Riddle will probably go about two minutes and then get pinned because that's what Riddle does on the main roster. But you know, it could be interesting. Um, <clears throat> we got one here from Sean Blanford. And it says, I hope Strong goes to SmackDown and he can be in that tier with Owens and Zayn. I would love a serious Strong versus Owens feud. I would as well, mm-hmm. but nah, it's not going to happen though, is it? <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, of the two options of Raw and SmackDown, I would much prefer him to go to SmackDown. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, because Raw is a bad, bad, bad show. And yep. SmackDown is a, is a less bad show. Occasionally a good show and i would prefer roderick strong to be on an occasionally good show than a, an always bad show yep <sighs> agreed on that one also yeah. so i mean 93 is correct strong, strong and corbin feud wouldn't it, it would oh be, my god it would be a strong and corbin feud wouldn't it you're right that's it absolutely be. correct mm-hmm. oh my god it'll be, be, be real bad it'll be real bad uh, why why <laughs> is Baron Corbin like the gatekeeper of WWE main roster call-ups oh, oh my god yeah I know it kills I know. everyone dead I know I know this isn't about Baron Corbin <laughs> no it isn't thank god it isn't there's still time he might go to NXT UK hold out hope Tempest hold out hope there might still be time Let's get into talking about the show as a whole. Uh, so the show itself started off, obviously this was a post-takeover episode following Stand and Deliver. And we got the new NXT champion coming out to start things uh, uh, coming out to start things off. Karrion Cross came out with Scarlett did a full entrance uh, to come on out. And this was a decent little promo that he cut, I thought. Um, basically him just saying that um, Finn Balor was great and he's, you know, where, where, anywhere he goes, titles follow him. Now I'm on top, and the only place uh, people always say that when you're at the top, the only place to go is down. That's a lie. I'm going to keep going up because I'm great. Um, I thought it was a good promo. I really like when he gets shouty um, because I feel like he has a great intensity to him. He has that really like gravelly quality to his voice that when he turns up the intensity and gets like shouty and gets aggressive, it sounds really good, and I buy into what he's saying. I don't know if the... Um, the content of the promo was particularly great. It was fine. Um, but I, I think it was a really good delivery of it. Um, it was good. I thought good overall. I thought this promo was a solid fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really liked the line about uh, people say that, you know, you can only go down when you're at the top and that's a lie and you're just going to keep going up. I really liked that line. I thought that was cool. I just prefer that my big scary wrestler men don't talk as much you know and may and that's just a me thing like it's not going to affect my enjoyment like of the quality of the promo because again i thought it was like i thought it was fine but i don't know he to me doesn't look like someone that i want to see talk mm-hmm. maybe I, don't, I you can have scarlet do more talking for him you could just have them not really talk to me, Karrion Cross shouldn't be a guy going out and cutting promos. 
He needs to be special and a little bit more different than that. And I don't know. To me, it just kind of felt like he was just another guy when he did this mm-hmm. promo. And I'd like to see that change a little bit. That being said, thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would have been fine if he did cut the promo, but maybe not a five minute one. Because this was mm-hmm. a five minute promo. Maybe if he came out and cut a few lines, that would have been fine. You know, if, if he literally just came out and said, you know, people always say when you reach the top, the only way you can go to down, uh, the only way you can go is down. Um, I'm I'm going to prove that that is a lie. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then just be like, I, everyone needs to step up because I'm the new guy in town or whatever he says, you know, yeah. much better than I could do. Um, but then just holds up tight and then walks off like that would have been OK for me. But I think it was because it went on for five minutes. Um, it kind of, yeah, it did, didn't quite gel with the cross character, but. It was still yeah. fine. Um, we then got a video recap of both nights of Takeover, uh, which was a fun little little look back at, at everything that happened. And then we got, um, as a result of one of the pre-show matches, we had Killian Dane and Drake Maverick beat um, Brizango for a shot at the new NXT Tag Team Champions. And we got that match on this show, which was MSK versus Dane and Drake. This was an interesting match. Um I, I I I saw what you said in the uh, in the edited review uh, that went in the the rest of talk news earlier. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the botchiness. I didn't catch up on that at all um, when I was watching it. I thought it was okay, but I I didn't I didn't catch up on a lot of the botches that maybe that's just me watching that I didn't catch them. Um, but the thing that really stood out to me in this match is that MSK got booed. Yeah, what's up with what that? Up, what up with that? MSK are great. Why are people booing them? I don't understand. Maybe wrestling fans are just really fickle. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Brian was right all along. You know, this is this. I very often do not like to blame the fans, Mm -hmm. the fans, the collective fans for things. Like I see Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins likes to blame the fans for things not going his way. And that just pisses me off like a lot. You know, but so I like to kind of separate that and give fans the benefit of the doubt. What in God's name is wrong with these fans? <laughs> like, <laughs> why? This yeah. to me, like, I don't know. This to me kind of irritated me because they're like a new team and you, re- you really want to like support the new talent. And when they're just like a happy-go-lucky babyface team who's like really good in the ring piss off a and, little and bit. like that they're, they're, they're very charismatic they're very engaging like they were cheered at takeover when they won the belt so like what what's changed for them to boo them and i've seen people make the argument that well they're up against uh drake and dane who are possibly more over baby faces than them which one i disagree with and also they got booed on the announcement of them coming out. It was just um, the ring announcer saying, please welcome your new NXT Tag Team Champions, MSK, and they got booed. And then it led into the match where they got booed in the match as well. So they already the crowd had already decided that they wanted to boo MSK when they got announced. I don't know why. And that yeah. really threw me through a loop in this match because I thought it was, it was genuinely quite a fun match. Um, this I thought was better than the um, pre-show Brizango-Dane Drake match. Um, mm-hmm. Had some really, really cool spots in it. Um, and yeah, but it, ju- it just really kind of soured me on it. I was like, what's the crowd doing? Why are they doing it? I'm very confused because I still really like MSK. I I don't know, man. And and the thing is, if they wanted Grizzly, if 
the crowd wanted the Grizzled Young Vets to win the belts. I wanted Grizzled Young Vets to win the belts at TakeOver. Then why did they cheer them when they won the belts at TakeOver? Surely they would have booed, because that's the place you boo, because Grizzled Young Vets didn't win. But it seems really weird timing to me to cheer at TakeOver and to boo them now, and I didn't get it. Yeah, I, I I don't get this one at all. Like I said, I don't really blame fans for much, but this was this was just like stop booing this babyface team that kind like I don't want to say that they need fan support, but it would be appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could support this really talented young new fresh team, I think that would probably because we don't have any good babyface teams on this show. So please don't make the people in NXT say like, oh, we need to turn MSK heel. People are booing them because that's not good. Mm. We don't want MSK, MSK to be heels right now. I don't oh, exactly. Know. This is just blah. Stupid. Yeah. fans. It's a, it's a room full of Andy Datsons booing MSK. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, afterwards, MSK picked up the victory, obviously. Um, but it was a very fun match. There was a nice little spot where and Dane tried to do the the powerbomb on Drake Maverick that they do onto the person, mm. but they moved out the way and like rolled out the way. So he just ended up powerbomb, powerbombing Drake Maverick. Um, nice little spot, nice little finish. Uh, and then afterwards, Imperium came out and just started beating up Killian Dane. Um, and then uh, Alexander Wolf seemed to be kind of directing traffic a little bit. Um, and then afterwards, just as they walked away, there was a, just a little look between Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner being like, uh, is Wolf okay? Um, I don't know what they're doing with that either. I don't want Imperium to break up. Don't do any sort of tension between Imperium. They're really, really cool. Thanks. Yeah, I don't I don't want Imperium to break up. And I also, I don't really want Imperium to be feuding with Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Yeah. Also that, that doesn't sound like the most fun thing to me. Like, they're because dane and maverick are a comedy duo Mm. and imperium is like the complete polar opposite of comedy and i get that that can kind of be the point like oh you got to show them what real wrestling is but i don't know to me that's too much of a clash and i wouldn't look forward to the matches yes agreed um but we'll have to see where that goes um don't know don't know what the whole wolf thing's about um see i thought they were playing off the whole history with sanity me too. With, with Wolf and Dane, because they had like a little stare down at first, and then they just beat him up, and then Wolf was like, cool, we're done. And then they had an uneasy look at Wolf, so I was like, wait, what's the story? Are they going off sanity? Are they doing, is Wolf bad? Is Imperium breaking up? Like, what's the... Mm, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, but then we had uh, a backstage segment where uh, Robert Stone wanted to get uh, Aaliyah into a, a tag team title match, because they're owed that. Mercedes Martinez comes in and, and chokes out Aaliyah, asking Robert Stone for her money. And then Jesse Kamea, Kamea. Sorry, if I'm I've been saying Kamea because I, I, again, as I said in the edited review, her move needs to be the Kamea wave. Absolutely, it does. Um, she comes in and says, uh, "Are you?" And Mercedes says, "Are you trying to step to me?" And she goes, "No, I'm trying to step on you." And she says, "Okay, tonight." And then walks off. And then they had a match, and Mercedes killed her in about like two minutes. Yep. Yep. Not much to it. My my notes here was like, um, uh, Jesse attacks Martinez before the bell. I looked away and the match is over. That's that's about it. That's about it. That that was the match. Um, I would really, I would, sorry, I would really appreciate Mercedes Martinez getting 
as far away from Robert Stone and Aaliyah and all this as possible. Robert Stone is cool. Like he he's a good performer and everything. Aaliyah is not. But yep. yeah. Yep. Um I'm hoping this is the end of it. This seemed like the end of the Mercedes Martinez Robert Stone thing because mm-hmm. after the match she kind of pushed him up against the cage um the cage walls of the um cwc choked him out took money out of his jacket and then to the commentary table for some reason she was screaming at the at the commentators and not raquel gonzalez and said hey new nxt women's champion raquel gonzalez i'm coming for you um cool cool yeah i like that just please stop doing this whole robert stone stuff um yeah i, I want to see more of mercedes martinez i think she's really cool um we then got a backstage promo with all four members of The Way, who are going to be an eight-man tag action, or eight-person tag action, I should say, um, later in the night. Um, they said very generic stuff, just being like, we're The Way, we're going to win, we're really cool. Austin Theory saying, I'm going to get my revenge on Dexter Loomis, and you know all the stuff that they're saying. Um, the, the one bit that made me laugh at this promo was everyone walked off at the end and Austin Theory walked the wrong way and then had to run across the camera because he walked off the wrong way. Intentionally, it was part of the, the bit, which was funnily done. It was good comedic timing. I do like that bit. Yeah. I don't, I haven't, I know DX did it once like 15 years ago. So mm-hmm. to see it again, I was like, eh, eh that's funny. It's good. It's good. I wonder, because cause this show is just run by DX now. Do you think they're just like, hey, you mm. remember when we did that one thing? Let's do that again on this show. I'm waiting for someone to super kick someone backstage called Stan. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then after that, we got uh, what I really liked on this one. This kind of encapsulated a a, uh, a different point I had. We got another promo from um, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, but this one was like a video promo. And this encapsulated a point that I really liked, which was that promos feel different depending on who's doing them which is so refreshing when you just watch the main roster. Obviously, they, they you know they do that over in AEW and stuff like that, but when you watch the main roster more often than not and you come here, you're like, oh my God, people have characters. Wow, what a difference it makes. Because obviously we had the um, Karrion Cross promo at the start. That was just an in-ring promo. However, that did feel very different because it had the full entrance. It had like, you know, spotlight on him and things like that. Then we had just like the backstage segment with the way. And then we have this fully edited video promo from swerve which is like okay this is all different types of promos great um and i really like this promo from swerve as well i thought he's he's really charismatic um and really kind of put over he's like this is the end of me and leon ruff tonight like you know i should be respected more because i eliminated both grimes and leon ruff in the eliminator like i i deserve more respect than i'm getting and it's going to be the end of me and ruff tonight <laughs> it wasn't but it we'll get to that later um but yeah really sort of promo i thought yeah i mean it's kind of funny because I had basically word for word what you just said in the edited review and I had to cut it out for time. Oh, man. Because, again, great minds. This, to me, shows that he's someone who's different. One mm-hmm. of the great things about the NXT of old, and I feel like they haven't really been doing it as much lately, is just like Tyler Breeze would cut his promos on his phone. And it's a little thing, but that made him different. And when he goes to the main roster, he just does backstage promos like everyone else and is no longer different. Everyone just kind of blends together on the main roster. And you see it all the time in AEW. You know, Darby Allen cuts together his little movies, his black and white films, and he cuts his promos that way. And Lance Archer kills people backstage as Jake Roberts does the talking. Like, these things set people apart and make them 
unique and individuals. And that was what was happening here with, with Swerve. I thought it was like, it was the, the content of the promo was good, but the setting and the atmosphere really sold it. I was like, damn, I really like Swerve Scott right now. Yeah, tell me about it. I, I genuinely got really excited for his match against Leon Ruff later, which is not a sentence I thought I'd say. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it was, it was it was really, really good. Um, yeah, compared to, ladies and gentlemen, my guest at this time, mm-hmm. you know, it, it changes things quite a lot. Um, after that, we then had a very surprising match, which was uh, Santos Escobar came out. Um, new, undisputed cruiserweight champion, Santos Escobar, came out and cut a little promo just saying like um you know this belt the cruiserweight title was the forgotten belt on any brand until i got it we've established you know the 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 legacy of the belt legato del fantasma is the best i'm awesome i'm the champion i'm great uh was pretty much the content of the promo and then he said i'm issuing an open challenge to anyone that wants to come out immediately it goes black and kushida is the one that answers now, if you watch the TakeOver live reactions, you'll know that we really like Kushida. He's really cool. Um, so he came out here with an interesting look, with the normal the jacket that he normally wears, you know, the Martin McFly jacket and all that stuff. Except he's got, like, trunks on now, which made it look really weird. <laughs> it's, it's just got strange no to not see the shorts. <laughs> you know? It just really struck me. I was like, that's a, that's a look. Yeah yeah it's fine poor guy it's fine poor guy. i did um, like how in in santos escobar's promo beforehand he was like oh the ladder match stole the show at takeover mm. and i was like eh, no not so much it, it was, was like, great yeah he's like no sorry but it's mm. like i get it so, he's a heel yeah, he's, he's a heel he he's that. allowed to lie but it's just like ah but you didn't though you didn't. yeah yeah um yeah kashida comes out he drop kicks him before the bell uh, which I thought was an interesting bit of fire from uh, Kushida. Um, Escobar then sends the rest of Legado del Fantasma to the back. Once again, he did the same thing at TakeOver after they kind of ran in without his approval and kind of beat up um, Devlin. And then mm-hmm. he sent them to the back kind of thing. So I don't know whether this is a very gradual kind of face turn for Escobar. Be a weird thing to have like a face faction for me, but you know, maybe yeah. it can work. Um, however, this match... I thought was really, really fun. Um, really cool back forth, especially for a TV match. I thought this was really, really good. Uh, really inventive spots as well. Like I think you mentioned in your thing, there was a Boston Crab on the outside on top of the steps with Kashida's neck pushed against the, the um, ring post. Like Loved it. Loved ow. it. That awesome. really hurts. Awesome yeah. spot. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, loads and loads of inventive spots in this one. Um... Then we got to the finish, and I have mixed feelings on this finish, because I think in and of itself, in the context of this match, the finish itself, good. Really liked it. He was going for the, the Phantom Driver, counter into like a little roll-up sequence, and Kashida just manages to get a roll-up victory, and becomes the new and undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion, um, just after Escobar um, became the undisputed champion at TakeOver. So... In my eyes, the story for Escobar makes sense. Like, he just became the champion. He's feeling super confident. And maybe he took his eye off the ball for one night. Because now he's like, well, now it's clear. I'm the best. I can ch- Anyone can challenge me, whatever. And he's taken his eye off the ball. And he lost to Kushida. That, to me, makes sense. 
Kushida's story, though, of this being his first big championship win in NXT and the thing that he's been building to since like 2019 or wherever, where, whenever it was that he came into NXT. This felt a little bit underwhelming because to me, Kushida's big first title win needs to be like a proper win. This needs to be like Kushida has tapped out this person or like Kushida gets the pinfall victory. No shenanigans. Like this is a, a big deal because Kushida's finally done the thing that he wanted to do. Whereas to me, this one, it was like he got the pin and he was like, I, di- I can't believe I did this. I'm the underdog and I can't believe I won this title. And I was like, that's, I don't know. That just didn't, it didn't sit right with me. I felt like it should have been a bigger deal and not necessarily a roll up for him for the big title win. I don't know. Yeah, no, I definitely get what you're saying. Like if they're going to tell the story, because I don't think they're really telling the story of Kushida's been here for two years, but he's never won anything. He's going to have the big climactic moment. I think they just kind of see him as like a guy. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's us, the fans who are saying like, Oh, he's this underdog. Who's, you know, hasn't won the title and Oh my God, he won the first belt. Oh, so, so great. But to them, it's just like, yeah, he just, he, he won a title. He's the guy who won the title on the April 13th episode of NXT. Like, I don't think in their minds there's like a higher level of thinking involved. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're going to now build to him getting like a really big decisive title win. And it's going to be this big moment for him in his career. But if I, if I had to put good Louis Dangor money on it, I would think that that's not going to happen. So I don't know. Again, the booking of everything, I didn't have that much of a problem with because I've seen other promotions with a better track record than WWE do the same thing where like, you have your really big moment where you merge the two titles and then you lose. It's like you hit your peak and then you pass mm-hmm. it to somebody else. Like new Japan does that all the time, all yeah. the, all the time, all the time, all the time. I mean, they literally just did it. Yeah. <laughs> Kota. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. don't remind me. Not, yeah. not the best uh, example, but they've done yeah. it. They've done it in the past and it's been very successful. Um, I don't have the same faith in WWE to do something like that and have a long-term storytelling, like a long-term storyline and not worry about it. But I'm crossing my fingers because I'm, I'm giving NXT another shot. Mm-hmm. And we had a good first episode. So I'm, I'm we did. I'm yeah. Remaining um, hopeful. Yes. And backstage afterwards, uh, Jordan Devlin comes in and challenges Kushida and just says, I'm the man around here. Who did you ever beat? It's like he literally just beat Santos Escobar, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so essentially we're going to get a, do- a Devlin um, challenge Kushida probably before long. Um, we well, then got said, a. I don't oh, sorry, know. If you, I guess you perhaps missed, but it sounded like he was going back to the UK. He's, oh, is he not then? Well, maybe. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he I said something like uh, like I'm I'm leaving, but I'll be back for for you in this title. So mm. maybe Kushida's going to have a long run. But maybe maybe that will be his big moment is the fact that he can have a really long cruiserweight championship thing instead of the title win isn't necessarily the big moment. It's the the legacy of the belt that matters. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I'm making stuff up now. Um, We got another video promo. And again, this one felt very different. This was Champa and Thatcher talking to the camera. And it was a nice little promo. Um, Seems like they're going to be going after the NXT Tag Team Championship set. They're going to go after MSK. I'm not opposed to this move at all because I, re- I really like Champa. I really like Thatcher. I think the way they came together with their um, their takeover match and all that stuff I thought was really cool. Um, 
So yeah, and they say they're coming for MSK. I really like how Champa gets fired up and says, MSK, we're coming for you, storms off with the chair. And Thatcher just sits there and smiles at the camera. It's really I I just like the team. I think it's really yeah. cool. I like this team a lot. You know, I, I was kind of cagey about Champa just kind of going into another team, you know, because you know, he's he's a he's a DIY guy. You know, that mm-hmm. that was his big famous team. Uh, but I really do like these two together. And I would ha- I have no reason to suspect that a match with MSK would be anything less than fantastic. So I mean, hey, let's 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 put it in the ring. Let's make it happen. Just don't mm-hmm. boo MSK, you fans. <laughs> I mean, goodness, if they're gonna turn MSK heel, don't do it against Champer and Thatcher because they're more heelish anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're faces, but they are they have more heel tendencies as it is. Yeah, um, they're mean people. They're yeah, mean people. They're mean. There's nobody meaner than Champer and Thatcher. Doesn't quite have the same ring. Um, after that, we got an in-ring promo with uh, new NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I thought this was a really nice promo. Very kind of heartfelt of her being like, "I was supposed to debut when NXT went to USA, but I wasn't ready um, for that. Um, but I worked harder than I that I ever could to make sure I was ready for when the next opportunity came up. I would have been ready." Uh, and she's been basically busting her ass the whole time, and now she's NXT. Uh, women's champion i thought it was really cool really nice heartfelt promo dakota kai kind of introduced her and said you know we're we're the best also quick shout out to everyone who's watching today because we just hit 1000 viewers uh right now which is great thank you all for coming out and and watching we really do appreciate you guys coming out and watching because that's where the nxt reviews are going to stick around um but yes and then we got the debut, the long, much anticipated debut of Frankie Monet, formerly known as Taya Valkyrie, um, from Impact Wrestling, etc. Um, but yes, uh, she came out with her dog, and I'm I'm not sold on the Frankie Monet character. I'll be real here. Uh, she basically just said that NXT became a bit greater, NXT's a bit bougier, and I was like, hmm. That physically pains me that you've said that, but okay. Um, and she's going to be seeing Raquel every week. Um, Raquel had a really good rebuttal line, I thought, which was that, hey, look, it's 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 good for you that I'm in a good mood today. Because uh, if you interrupt me like that again, your little pooch over there, I'm going to shove it up your ass. Which I thought was a nice little, it was a nice little line. Um, yeah. What do you think of Frankie Monet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the whole thing. You know, I, first of all, I think the name is kind of dumb. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sold. The Monet part, that that's fine. Not mm-hmm. big on Frankie. I can't sure. wait for her to just be called Frankie on the main roster. Like, yeah. no, don't like that one. But I don't know. There were like a few moments where like she would say a line and there would just be like two seconds of silence. And then the crowd would be like, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that was like her promo just not landing, if the crowd was just kind of like just generally un- uninterested or what. Or I don't know if this would have been better like full sale with a bigger crowd, but didn't didn't click. This was a miss. I did not think that she came across as like a big star. I don't know. I don't know. Raquel, I don't It's tough. It's really tough. I don't know where they go with this. I would assume a championship match at some point, but you got to make me care about that between here. No, I assume this is going to be kind of like an AEW where Christian came out 
the week after Revolution and had like a stare down with Kenny Omega just to let you know as viewers, like, hey, that's the destination. We'll mm-hmm. get there eventually, but we need to work our way there first. I yeah. need to be because I'm really sold on that match. Christian and Kenny Omega, love it. Don't need to do a whole lot to get me more invested. You need to do more to get me invested in Raquel and Frankie Monet because I, mm-hmm. I don't care right now. But yes, we've got Agreed. time. Yeah, they've definitely got time. Uh, wasn't super sold on the debut, but there's definitely time to turn it around. I'm not overly, you know, I'm not going to be against it forever now. Um, but then after that, you thought the segment was over. No, because you have someone that the crowd actually reacts to come out, which is Rhea Ripley, new Raw Women's Champion. Uh, she comes out, gets in the ring. They look like they're going to have a stare down between Raquel and Rhea. And then they just hug, which was nice. And then Bianca Belair comes out and everyone goes, oh my God, someone else we really like. And they came out and uh, all three of them kind of posed with the turtles in the ring. Really nice moment just to kind of let that play uh, play out there. Um, I also really liked, and I, I, I don't like making comparisons to the main roster all the time, but if this was on the main roster and they had this sort of moment planned, each of them would have come out each of them would have cut a promo. Each of them would have held the titles aloft for ages and been like, this is really important. Here is why it's really important. Whereas for this, they came out, they hugged, they held up the titles, and that was it. It's just a little moment, and you just go, oh, that's a really nice moment. Yeah. And that's it. it. That's all you need. Well done, was, NXT, was, for showing uh, restraint. It was show, not tell. And I think that's very yes. good when it comes to this sort of thing. Like, don't treat your fans like they're dumb. You know, mm-hmm. just like you can put two and two together. You can understand what's happening. I will I will say I was concerned when Rhea Ripley came out first because, mm-hmm. I mean, she's not been off NXT for that long. It's only been like a few months. So I was like, oh, God, are they really going to bring her back and do like a champion versus champion thing? But thankfully, no, you know, they they hug and Bianca comes out after that. And there was the part of me. I feel like this is also like how Mr. Davis was feeling when he was like, oh, the the Sasha and Bianca crying at WrestleMania took me out, took me out of things. I I felt like that for like a half second where I was like, these guys aren't all baby faces. Rhea Ripley's supposed to be a heel. That's kind of odd. But at the same time, they were all having such a good time and like the fans loved it. And I was like, oh, this is, this is sweet. So it didn't, it didn't bother me that much. But for a second, I was like, what's going on here? You Mm -hmm. don't all like each other. Yeah. Um, it was like also, a graduating class type thing. It was nice. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was very nice. Also, could not disagree with Ollie Moore about the, oh, yeah, the thing taking him out of the match because God, it just enhanced everything for me. It was amazing and I loved it. Um, anywho, uh, we got a little uh, Pete Dunn promo backstage. Him just saying like, "I'm amazing. I beat Kushida. I'm cool. Someone needs to fight me, please. Thanks." Mm-hmm. There you go. So that's what you need. It. And also, he wants to set his sights on championship gold again. Cool. Great. Okay. Yeah. I could see him being a good North American champion. I 100%. don't think they see him as an NXT champion. No. Um, I don't think I see him as an NXT champion either, personally. Not right now, anyway. Maybe yeah. maybe in a little while. At one point, I would have said absolutely yes, um, but not currently, not in the last like year or two, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but yes. Uh, after that, we got a little video package for Saray, who's going to be debuting next week on NXT. Um, who's That's a new, very exciting. Uh, new Japanese signing. Looks very exciting. Very pumped for that. Should be great. Uh, and then we had the previously mentioned Roderick Strong quitting NXT thing that we've already spoken about. 
Then we got uh, Leon Ruff versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Again, I did not pick up on these botches that you mentioned in the edited review. I just... There was the, the odd thing at the start where like he landed awkwardly on his shoulder and stuff, but I just quite enjoyed myself. Because I thought that that um, landing awkwardly thing was intentional, because immediately afterwards, they then did a spot where um, Ruff started working over Swerve's arm, and I was like, oh, so he meant to land weirdly then. that They're, they're working over the arm because of that spot. That makes sense. So I didn't, I wasn't taken out of the match at all. I thought it was all kind of intentional. Like, it, it was scrappy rather than... Um, yeah, rather than botchy. Does that make sense? That, that's the way I felt anyway. That's what I got watching it because I still quite enjoyed it. Thought it was really fun. Yeah, I don't know. It, it took me out of the match a little bit. I seem to... I noticed this a lot more in matches where one of the participants is like really small. Like mm-hmm. Leon Ruff, Marco Stunt kind of small. Like comically small. Where occasionally it just kind of gets hard to maneuver someone that small and control their weight and yours as well as you would if you were wrestling someone who was like 50 pounds heavier you know because like if you go to suplex somebody you have a pretty good idea of like how their body is going to move but if they end up being like just significantly lighter yeah you might be able to just like adjust and do it and just not exert as much energy. But if you exert the same amount of energy, just like, you know, out of like routine, then you might end up just kind of launching this guy. And I feel like that's kind of what happened in a few times here that can work to some people's advantage. If you're like Brock Lesnar and you're German suplexing someone, it's really fun to just see him like send someone to the moon. But I don't know this, this match just kind of missed a little bit for me. I enjoyed a good chunk of it, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they just didn't, uh, didn't gel as much as they could have and did at takeover. Fair enough that, that I can possibly agree with. Um, I do really love Swerve though. I think maybe I was just writing the high of the promo earlier, but I was just, I just really quite enjoyed this. I just really wanted Swerve to win and mm-hmm. he did, um, uh, did manage to get the win in the end. Uh, Ruff looked like he was going to potentially um, get a win at the end there, but they had a rough-looking turnbuckle spot where Swerve just kind of dropped Ruff on his head on the turnbuckle. Um, Looked nasty, but it was really cool. Uh, Then managed to hit the finish for the win, which was really nice. Um, However, then, (laughs) later on, you think, okay, that's the end of Swerve versus Ruff. He said it in the video promo earlier. It's the end of Swerve versus Ruff. Great. Uh, go backstage, little interview with with Swerve. Out comes Leon Ruff and attacks him from backstage, and then says, "This isn't over." And I, I kind of want it to be over. I really like... want it to be over. I think the right person has come out of the the feud winning at this point. Swerve just won. He eliminated him at the Eliminator. Ruff's had his time, you know. He was a North American champion and all that stuff. He's had his little shiny bit. I. Yeah, I I feel like this should be going on. I don't know whether it's Ruff going to turn heel now. This felt like a very heel move to go and attack someone backstage and say, no, this isn't over until I say it's over kind of thing. That's, I, I don't know. Why would you attack Swerve then? Because Swerve's only just turned heel on Leon Ruff. Like, why would you then have him do that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I'm know. not a fan. Not a fan of this decision. Because Leon Ruff is not the kind of babyface that needs to get the win at the end. 
That's not, not what he's there for. He's the sympathetic baby face that you use to get another heel over. And that mm. happened here. We yes. got Isaiah Swerve Scott more over by beating Leon Ruff. And now they're just going again. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't like this style of booking. Like, no. here's the end. And now you're getting another one. It's like, no, That's it was over. That was the end of the movie. Yeah, that's why I don't like Return of the King. Uh, <laughs> good God. Um, Six endings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, I hope that Swerve can still come out of the, out on top of, out of this, and I hope they don't do like, oh, well, Ruff's the babyface. He needs to win the feud kind of thing, because that would be a bad choice, I think. Um, we then got a uh, backstage promo with Zoe Stark, who beat uh, Tony Storm on the, uh, on the uh, first night of TakeOver on the pre-show. And she was saying that she wants to set her sights on the NXT Women's Championship now that she's here. And uh, Mercedes Martinez comes in and says, "Uh, no, I think you'll find that I would like a shot at the NXT Women's Championship. You're just a rookie. Um, So it looks like they're going to be having some sort of feud. Maybe maybe that can be a number one contendership feud between Mercedes and Zoe Stark. And then maybe Mercedes wins that and goes on to face uh, Raquel. I'd be all for that. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. This is really good. I thought, I thought that was a nice progression for Zoe Stark, who, you know, we didn't even think she was going to beat Tony Storm at uh, on the pre-show. Now I'm saying, you know, she should be involved in a number one contendership feud for the NXT Women's Championship. Don't think she should challenge for the title yet, by the way, just throwing that out there. I think that would be a bit too far. But kind of getting her involved in that sort of picture to then have her, you know, get beaten a few times now and then in the future, maybe like a year down the line or something, her just kind of get built up to eventually challenge for the title. I think that's a it's a good solid story, that. So I hope they're hope they're going in the right direction. Yeah, I think I think there's something that could be done here where if you wanted to give Zoe Stark a championship match in the near future, there's definitely a way that can that you can do this. Similar mm-hmm. to the way I don't want to compare everything to AEW, but like how Jericho had title matches against people like Scorpio Sky, Darby mm-hmm. Allen. These are before these guys were really established as top singles people where if you have a really competitive, entertaining match with the champion and lose, as an underneath person, you can still get over that way. And I would almost say that's probably the best course of action for Zoe Stark, because if she beats Tony Storm and then just loses to Mercedes Martinez, I don't think that accomplishes anything. That just kind of like puts her back to where she was. But if she's able to beat Mercedes Martinez and then face Raquel Gonzalez and lose... I think that accomplishes a lot more to elevate her to that same kind of level as everyone else. Whereas a a loss right now would just kind of set her back to being just another girl on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, But then we got into, uh, we had a little video package for Imperium saying that we're super cool. And then we had uh, a, uh, the main event match, which was the uh, aforementioned eight person tag match of uh Shotzi Blackheart, Emma Moon, Dexter Lewis, and Bronson Reed, my boy. Um <laughs> versus versus the way. Um why is Indy Hartwell in love with Dexter Lewis? I don't know. Why do we always need to have something with Dexter Loomis that's stupid? Like if he was just a wrestler yeah. who was really intense and had that face because he's got good facials and he's just mm. he's a good worker but they keep giving him the worst possible storylines why why is she in love with dexter loomis why is she trying know. to like sleeping beauty her way into something 
with with Dexter Lumis. I don't I don't know. I, I will say if you if you liked the story, this was done well. The yes. the the spots themselves were very funny, I thought. Um good like comedic timing on a lot of it. There's a really good like facial expression from India Hart when she eventually gets carried away by Dexter Loomis. She has a little smirk back at the camera and a little thumbs up, which was which was funny. I will give them that. I just don't get the story. Why is Indy Hartwell in love with Dexter Loomis? Why is he in love with her? Where did he take her? Did he kidnap her? It's a bit creepy, all of that. Just going to throw that out there. Um, Yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. get this. And I, I know we're in the minority. I can, I can read the chat. I know we are far in the minority in this one. I will not Just bend to the will this. of the viewers. <laughs> you all are entitled to your opinion. Oh yeah. I I don't like Dexter Loomis. I don't I don't yeah. like anything that he's really done. Of the yes. Dexter Loomis things that I've seen, this is on the low end of the uh, offensive scale. I will mm-hmm. say that because yeah. again, they they it was just dumb. It wasn't bad. And that's the mm-hmm. difference. Like when he was wrestling Cameron Grimes last year, that was like turn off the TV heat. Like I never want to see it again when they had a friggin' blindfold match. Oh my. And you could see through the blindfold because he's got magic powers. Hated. Hated that. This was like, it was fine. You know, it was like, it, it was just dumb. I want to know why she loves him. And why he would yeah. care. Like, if you tell yeah. me that, if you told me why, I would probably not hate it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It just felt like it felt like they just said, and this is happening. And we went, but why though? And yeah, you could read it as simple as, well, she likes him. It's like, yes, get that. But also they're feuding with other like factions and stuff. That's like a whole thing that you need to explain is the way she likes someone from you know the opposite side kind of thing is it, is it a romeo and juliet thing is it star-crossed lovers i don't know like mm-hmm. explain the thing um like and not even just that not even just that it's not even that he's on the other side it's that he's a freak mm. yeah and i that. know i know that people are attracted to different things people like dangerous people you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to stereotype anything and be like, haha, women, women. No, because that's not that everyone's different. Everyone likes their own thing. I feel like this warrants a bit of an explanation. You know, if she just liked if she liked Bronson Reed, wouldn't have much of a problem with that. He's a he's a big svelte man from, you know, from New Zealand. He's he's different. It'd be, in, you know, he seems like a swell fellow. But why does she like the guy who's like a serial killer? That's yeah. a red flag for me. And that's something that's strange enough to warrant an explanation. And I haven't yeah. gotten an explanation yet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I've, se- I've seen a lot of people in the in the chat just being like, you're way overanalyzing this. It's a comedy segment. Comedy still needs explanation. You can't just say like, and this and people go okay like you still need to have a reason for things mm-hmm. I, I don't know anyway 
match that's was neg- fine. Yeah, that's the negative side of the match. The positive side of the match, when the action got going, was really fun. I really liked mm-hmm. it. People flying all over the place. Candice Ray did a suicide dive DDT on Dexter Loomis. It was really cool. And uh, there was a load of like dives to the outside. Really, some really like cool looking spots between a load of different people. Um, yeah. Uh, I really like the Bronson Reed is big spots. Call me simple, but God, Candice Ray trying to do a superplex on Bronson Reed and Bronson Reed just sitting there while Candice Ray's hanging off of his neck. I was like, <laughs> that's good. Apparently, I'm I'm easily pleased about that. Um, but yeah, it, here's the other thing I'll say. We're going back to the negatives <laughs> about the whole Dexter Lumis thing. I just thought of another point, right? If you liked it and you thought it was funny, cool. I would say it wasn't funny. If it's a comedy segment, it should probably be funny. And I thought it was all right. Like, it, you know, it had the funny um, Indy Hartwell um, face after she got after she was being carried away. But the whole like her chasing him and him being like, oh, I, I need to, to get Indy Hartwell kind of thing. To me, that's not funny. That's just creepy a little bit. So. Little bit, little bit. And I've, I've seen some people in the chat. I really don't want these reviews to just turn into let's all debate Dexter Loomis every week. I <laughs> feel like that could get a little bit old. But I've heard some people say like, uh, like, oh, well, if you need to explain the joke, then it's not funny anymore. I'm not saying that the commentators need to be like, <laughs> you get you get it, guys? She she likes Dexter Loomis. You, you get the joke. But comedy needs like the setup action mm. payoff. Like there's a way to tell a story, even if it's comedy, and we haven't gotten like the setup yet. Like they skipped that part and just went into like she likes him. Yeah. Like, don't don't you need to tell me why she likes him. It's, Give me it's some like, reason. It's like when Lacey Evans started flirting with Ric Flair on Raw and everyone went, huh? Why though? Yeah. And everyone's like, well, it's just a comedy storyline. No one said that because everyone said, that's weird. You know, she's got a husband. Her thing was that she's a mum, right? And everyone went, oh yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? This is how I feel about this. It was like, it's just a bit weird. I don't really get the, the comedy in it, but you know. Um, anyway, Bronson Reed is big and I love him. He won with a, a tsunami. He's great. Yeah. Love it. That was really cool. So, so, so good. Like the actual wrestling in this match, I thought was like for an eight man or eight person tag, excuse me, was like perfect. Just perfect mm-hmm. for what it needed to be. That doesn't mean it was like a perfect five star match, but it was perfect for what it needed to be, which was the main event of a post special episode and everyone loves a good six person tag or an eight person tag you know everyone gets to fly around do fun stuff and you get a bunch of really good wrestlers like johnny gargano and bronson reed and candace LeRae and ember moon etc 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 who wouldn't love that and it was great yeah. newsflash shocker yeah it's really fun. Uh, Babyface is one. Bronson Reed won with a tsunami. Love Bronson Reed. Please use Bronson Reed more. He's the best. Um, and that was the show. Overall, I thought this was pretty good for a, a mm-hmm. post-takeover episode. Uh, some really fun matches, like that, that eight-person eight tag, aside from the Dexter Lumis stuff, I thought was really fun action. The Santos Escobar and Kashida match, I thought, again, was really fun action. The Swerve and Rough match, I thought was really good. 
there's just a lot of good good stuff on the show overall. I thought the yeah, the in ring quality was pretty high, um, and I thought a lot of the the promos got me excited for the future of NXT. So yeah, I'd probably give this either a, a high three out of five, maybe so, somewhere around there, um, or a, maybe a low four. But yeah, so, somewhere around that region. Yeah, I mean, I didn't love the tag match, the tag title match, and the Leon mm. Ruff Isaiah Swerve Scott match as much as other people. Um, that being said, I enjoyed basically everything else on the show. Like I was kind of going through my notes when I was reviewing it earlier, uh, just and kind of being like, oh yeah, I like that segment. And then the Roddy Strong thing happened. I like that. And we had the, the Isaiah Swerve Scott promo and I like that. And then the main event was fun. So I was like, man, this is like a, this was a good solid show. So I'm going to give it like a really solid three out of five. Uh, but let's see what you guys thought. Let's get into the rest of your alt chats. Last call for that. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. If you want to get in your messages, we'll read out every single one of them before at the end of the show. Also, thank you once again to everyone for coming out. We've got over a thousand of you still watching this show, which is really, really appreciated. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Because uh, like we've mentioned a few times now, the best way to make sure these NXT reviews stick around is to watch them. Apologies for the motorbike that just went by, if you heard that. <laughs> um rp degnan comes in to say uh, i really don't think he's leaving nxt after the stuff with grimes the other week this feels like uh, step one of a story where he needs to get away from the undisputed era only to come back but if he's suddenly roddy on raw next week my bad and when he says roddy it's r-o-d-d-i-e hmm. just roddy straight up just roddy hmm. on raw hate that <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't like that don't no, like that one no. Uh, I can see that though. If it if it's just a story of NXT, like he takes time away and comes back reinvented as Roderick Stronger. Perfect. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be uh, so I regret better. saying that already. <laughs> <laughs> uh we got one here from Boo Trick that says, uh, I'm so glad that NXT is now on Tuesday. I've been a fan of NXT since I attended my first NXT house show in 2017, where the main event was Drew McIntyre defending his NXT championship in a triple threat against Bobby Roode and Andrade. Oh wow. Nice. I went to a, a an NXT house show where Drew McIntyre defended the title against Bobby Roode. Hmm. I I believe I believe that was Bobby Roode's last match in NXT, like period, because it was a house show in Toronto. Oh, nice! That's yeah. fun. Uh, we've got one here from Blake that says, "In the five minute review, you guys missed the CCTV footage of Cole cursing O'Reilly from the stretcher whilst at the local medical facility. As a healthcare worker, this genuinely made me laugh so hard. Hope these reviews stick around." Yes, we did miss that. That was very funny because yeah, they showed the recap of Takeover and they also showed kind of the aftermath of uh, Cole and O'Reilly. Showed them getting stretched away afterwards. Uh, and yeah, as they got wheeled in to this local medical facility, Cole is just bad mouthing Kyle Riley the whole way. He's been like, You're finished. You're done. Die. I hate you. I will get you. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I regret having forgot. Like, I just totally forgot yeah. this as I was doing the review earlier. Uh, yeah. I, I was stuck somewhere in between loving this and hating it, you know? Because they're like, It's really dumb. I don't know if I would take two guys that like just tried to murder each other and wheel them in right next to each other in the, in the hospital. (laughs) I think that's a little bit odd, but I mean, it's wrestling and you can do that sort of thing. So it was pretty funny. And it was funny. Yeah. 
Uh, Misha Sumra comes in to say, we stand the intangibles. Uh, love Tempest in his about five minutes spot in the news. And it's not just you, Chopper. A multi-man undisputed era grudge match would be absolute gold. It mm-hmm. would. Much like they were draped in gold. Anyway, uh, Issa Smith comes in to say, after watching Raw this week, I never want to see any NXT wrestler called up. I completely understand Champa, Gargano, Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish doing everything to stay in NXT. I missed NXT this week because I needed to sleep, but want NXT reviews to stay. Well, thank you very much for coming by. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Kevin comes in to say, hello, I won Wrestle League. Not here to brag, but I won Wrestle League. Don't talk about the four-way tie. <laughs> Sounds like you're here to brag. Well, yeah. And yes, there there was a four-way tie at the top of Wrestle League Season 9. Congratulations <laughs> for that. Uh, also says... Ha- one point. You did. One, one point. point. It's your <laughs> fault, Randy Orton. It's your yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, also says, happy to see NXT reviews back. Really surprised about the Kushida victory and the women's champion segment was lovely. I'm not convinced by Frankie, though. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, yeah we, we, we've set up a piece on that. I think we're, we're in agreement there. Uh, Boo Trick uh, says, hi again, new question. Uh, what would you want to be the main event of the takeover before SummerSlam? I'd love to see Kyle O'Reilly versus Karrion Cross give O'Reilly the title. Yeah, that, that sounds about right, honestly. Like, I don't think anybody's really the top baby face of NXT other than Kyle O'Reilly right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if Kyle wins at that show or if they want to have Karrion Cross hold the title for longer than that. But as just like a big takeover main event, I think that's I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Uh, Adam Blomplate comes in to say, really enjoyed NXT. The three women's champs in the ring gave me hope for when Vince retires. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's still going to be a while. Years. Yeah, genuinely. About another 15 years yet, I reckon. Um, Silly plate. Yeah. Uh, the Adnap 2 comes in to say, I haven't watched NXT for a while. What's the general feeling towards Devlin coming back? Good wrestler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good wrestler. About- I've always enjoyed his work. Yes. His work? I think, yes. I think that about covers it. Yep. So we have to say on the matter. Uh, Boo Trick says, hello once again. Who do you think will be the one to take the title from Raquel Gonzalez? I don't know. I feel like it's a bit too early to say, honestly, because they could build various stars between that happening. Like, I wouldn't have picked Raquel Gonzalez to beat Io Shirai when Io won the title, but they did right. a really effective job of building her up in that time to do that. So I think... Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like, I don't know, Zoe Stark. Maybe she gets built up in time for to beat Raquel. Or maybe they have someone like, you know, Mercedes Martinez or something down the line. Who knows? I I would probably guess Saray, honestly. That's a good shout. You know, I, I think it'll it'll take a little while. They probably want to have both Raquel and Cross hold the titles for a good long while. Uh, but I could definitely see Saray being like the next... They, they don't usually want to do that super quick, like have two Japanese women's champions like real close to each other. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like they could have gone from Oscar to Kyrie Sane very quickly, but they chose not to and have Kyrie win about nine months later. So I think this could be another situation like that where Saray will come in next week and, you know, we'll see her wrestle and have good matches and have a big takeover match. It would be really good. And then further down the line, she gets her big match for the title. Yeah. Uh, Dean Brereton says, I uh, thought it was a good show. Kushida just hasn't worked for me. It's another Kenta waiting to happen. Uh, he needs to go back to Japan to be truly valued. 
Well, I mean, that sounds pretty harsh, but I don't know how wrong it is. Yeah. I don't think it's because Kenta got injured a lot in NXT and his work was significantly worse than it was when he was in Japan. And Mm -hmm. that sucks because like I really did like Kenta, but Hideo Itami, I think, had like one really good match during his time in WWE. And I think yep. I think the style and the coaching of NXT just really messed him up because mm-hmm. it took a while for him to get out of that funk once he went back to or once he went to New Japan afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Blind Raw says, uh, enjoy the stream of random thoughts on the show. I kind of like rough not letting go. Cole versus uh, Kyra Riley is really going to turn into Triple H versus HBK feud, and I'm okay with it. Loomis bores me, always has. I wonder how the Dakota-Raquel relationship goes now. I do wonder about that. I don't mm. know what Dakota is really going to be doing now, because, I mean, she's been surpassed in this team as, like, the singles person. It's no longer her and her bodyguard. It's mm-hmm. now, you know, like, D- I'm not going to compare Raquel to Diesel, but in terms of just like the big bodyguard has now won the title. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that Dakota Kai is Shawn Michaels, but maybe Dakota Kai is the person who's going to take the title off of her down the line. Yes, agreed. Uh, we've got uh, we've got one chat here that was actually left over from uh, Raw, uh, which we're going to read out now. Um, I couldn't agree more with Ollie in saying FWWE. They can't be trusted with the most simple of storytelling anymore. The Fiend is ruined. The Hurt Business is ruined. Why replace Shelton and Cedric? The whole of Raw made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. And they've already spoken about about that at length from Raw. But yes, thank you. Uh, Raw is bad. Raw is bad. It's bad. Mm -hmm. It's a bad show. Uh, And we've got... um, a couple more here. Uh, Oppie Degnant says, also, usually just a podcast guy, but I'm here to support the NXT reviews and will be as long as it takes. Glad to have it back. Thank you very much for coming out. We appreciate you, you being here. And a couple last minute chats here. Uh, vomito caliente. Does that mean hot vomit? That's amazing. I believe it does. Um, I, I, know, I know now that I'm exactly like Reed, weight and height. I now feel loved by John Silver. I mean, lovely Pete. Yes, you are loved by me if you are Bronson Reed. That's what happens. Um, love that. Uh, Projection 2K says, are you looking forward to Quizlemania tonight, Pete? Been acting weird lately. No, I haven't. I've been totally fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Pete, and yes, it should be very good. You're, you're not, you didn't even start the stream with the jacket. You didn't wear it at all this time. Mm. What's going on, yeah, mate? I mean, I mean, you don't you don't need to tell him he doesn't watch nxt he's an aw mark it's fine that is it. an excellent point it's fine uh Boutrick says last ultra chat i swear but the house show i attended was in saint Catharines, ontario that probably it was probably on the same loop honestly mm, yeah. it was yep. probably the same week yeah uh john mcneil said love the fact the nxt review is back especially with the intangibles what exactly is the problem you guys have with loomis no we cannot do this we've already run over time we can't do this <laughs> He's a dumb character. It's a dumb character. I like him as a wrestler. I like his his physicality and his look and his presentation is really, really cool. I don't like the character. There you go. That's the short version. The very short last thing I'll say about it. For the most part, I don't like supernatural hokey whatever in my wrestling. 
That's just me. That doesn't mean I can never like it, and there won't be exceptions. Obviously, everyone likes a little bit of Undertaker here and there, but for the most part, I don't like stuff like this, where it's unbelievable and I can't suspend my disbelief with a character like Dexter Loomis. It's also why I don't really like The Fiend either. Little window into my psyche. I loved The Fiend before he became Spooky Man. Um, Well, yeah. I've got an email here, Tempest. Ooh, Um, that's exciting. this This one comes in from steve from ireland that's, oh. that's how they've signed off the the, the email here just um, one island <laughs> the, country, guess we... ah. the country ireland oh ireland i thought you yes. said island i was like yes. rhode island yeah long island there's a lot the of island. islands in the world okay that's true yeah um but yes, uh, if you guys want to email in, by the way, support at WrestleTalk.com is the place to do it. Uh, and we might read out your emails on the podcast. It's a cool thing. We have stuff to talk about. Um, so yes, Steve from The Island says, um, <laughs> Dear whoever has to read them out today. Hi all, big fan, longtime watcher slash listener. Love all that restaurant quality consistency. I particularly love all the fundraising y'all do for charity and got immense enjoyment when Blompier got his putting your hair slash eyebrows on the line comeuppance on Quizzlemania. Sorry to not be a pledge hammer, but I intend to change that once, once the plague is done and I can get some work. I gave up watching WWE about two years ago when I realized I enjoy your content about it more than WWE itself. I think I watch everything on the main channel and parts for known and listen to the audio of the podcast for that intro and outro goodness. Like this one. This is an outro. Way. You're listening to this. Amazing. That said, I was hoping you could clarify something for me because I must have missed it or wasn't listening at one key moment. Can you please tell me when or why the plan was for WrestleJamia, uh, why the plan for WrestleJamia changed from points versus hair to if we raise X amount of dollar dues, Mr. Davis has to lose the hair. Thanks again for all you guys and girls do. I love you. Goodbye. Steve from The Island. Um, <laughs> so it, I... It was points versus hair, and it was it changed from being instead of being predictions, it was about the donation goal. So it was still points versus hair, but if we didn't make the donation goal, then Mr. Davis would take all the all of Luke's points. But if we did, then the hair would be the the the, the punishment. I believe that that was the thing that changed. It was about the the charity and about the money raised rather than the predictions points, because the predictions were about the jam that championship, which was also defended at WrestleJamia. So yes. I hope that cleared things up for you. Um, but thank you very much for the really awesome email. It's glad you're, uh, we can help with whatever's going on and whatever small way we can help. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, um, I'm glad you enjoy our content more than WWE's. I mean, that's a low bar, <laughs> but I'm very glad to uh, to exceed it. God, Raw was terrible this week, wasn't it? Goodness oh my me. God, it was <laughs> awful. I Because Louie decided that he just didn't want to work on Monday, basically, and mm-hmm. wanted someone to, to cover Raw doing the news for him. And my God, like, oh, every time I watch Raw, I, seem, I don't know if I just get the worst episodes or if this show really just is that bad. I'm leaning towards the latter, but like, oh my God, mm-hmm. it was just one thing after another after another. And they didn't have anything like fun. The closest thing to like a fun return was like the Viking Raiders. And I love yep. the Viking Raiders, but I mean, come on. You couldn't debut someone. You yeah. couldn't couldn't call someone and say, Hey, you want to make an appearance? It's the Raw After Mania. It'd be really cool if you made an appearance. No, nothing. Like we had what Charlotte do you mean? and Marie. They had Charlotte <clears throat> Flair. 
It's the biggest <clears throat> return. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. This might be a little bit of a controversial opinion for our little uh, podcast outro here. I know she's great, but I enjoy wrestling much more when Charlotte's not around. <laughs> You're talking to the right person. Uh, that was one of the uh, that was one of my hot takes. That I sent into uh, to the Wrestling Daily Show um, was that uh, I, she's objectively a very good wrestler and. Mm-hmm all that i just don't connect with her at all i i I just she's there and everyone's like she's like the best i'm like i mean i can think of several wrestlers that are better than her not necessarily in terms of like in ring but like just have people i care about so many more people um on the on the roster like i don't know it yeah something just doesn't vibe with me about shot flair i don't know what it is yeah, I don't I don't really know what exactly it is, but I know that watching WrestleMania and not having Charlotte there, I was like this is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Like I know that whatever she would do, she would be in a really good match wherever on the card, but the fact that there were like four women's matches across the two nights and none of them involved Charlotte, I was like this is just such a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same way that I felt when all of a sudden Roman Reigns wasn't in the main event after like four straight years. The same way when John Cena wasn't in the main event at, at WrestleMania 30 after like mm-hmm. six or seven straight years. It's just yeah. really nice to see different people. And I think Charlotte's just been ridiculously overexposed the last few years. And it was nice to see something new. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think the thing with Charlotte for me is that like, she is very good at what she does, but for me, her position on the card doesn't reflect her actual ability in that she is very good. I just don't think she deserves literally main event after main event after title win after title win after title win. Because even if she's not in the title picture, you know she's going to be somewhere around it or like having like a feud that eclipses the title picture or she's in like the tag picture which gets involved with the main title picture or so she's she's never just having a feud by Uh herself like it's always just like well i need to be near the title because i'm charlotte flair yeah i think i think another part of my displeasure towards this honestly and this has just turned into the let's bash charlotte section of the podcast i'm sure she's lovely by the way this is purely on booking and, and you know that's that's a problem that I have with it because mm-hmm. I've seen interviews that she's done where she's a real person and she's lovely. Mm. She's amazing and she's got a really like bubbly personality. She comes across really well. I cannot stand her interviews. Mm-hmm. Her promos to me, like I saw a lot of people, a lot of people that I respect too saying that oh this charlotte promo from raw was was so amazing and this and that i hated this promo (laughs) if i'm being like she has just such a a distinct delivery when it comes to Mm -hmm. these promos and i can only imagine it's because she's reading scripts because she doesn't talk this way when she's in an actual interview but she likes to talk like i'm the new miss wrestlemania and i hate it i hate (laughs) it with a passion it's so irritating to me and like she's a heel now so that's fine but she would talk the same way regardless of the situation oh she's talking to rick flair and she's like i never needed you (laughs) it sounds like a robot 
is like yeah. just stretching out words and you're getting that kind of, like if you take a file and stretch it out and you kind of mm-hmm. hear it like peaking and cracking and everything i feel like that's what we're seeing when charlotte talks on wwe in real life yeah. oh my god i can't stand i think it. i just i think adam had it best i think it was in one of his uh how adam would book videos um when uh what was it he was saying about um rebooking the becky versus ronda um feud and not having charlotte in it um and he was saying that you know she'd come out and cut a promo and just be like i am the queen i sound like i'm talking underwater it's like yeah that's that's oh, yeah. that's literally it that's that's that is it on that. yeah wow um so maybe yeah. she is maybe she is just constantly underwater that, that 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 must be the solution i guess that's as good a theory as anything else yeah um how's your how's your wrestlemania week been tempest aside from all of the wrestling um have you been able to do anything else how you been sleeping that's the main thing because christ that's not been easy uh a couple days were a little bit rough on sleep basically just when we did the nxt takeovers because i Mm -hmm. had to film and edit the uh reviews for the news video uh right after it was finished so that took me until the wee hours of the morning uh but otherwise things were pretty much fine uh, Friday night Smackdown was at an actual normal human time for mm-hmm. for me the North American here uh, and then I really didn't have to do a whole lot on Saturday just the review podcast for Smackdown and then I was kicked out of the Wrestlemania stream after one match <laughs> thanks Randy um yeah that was something the intangibles how about that um, yeah but yeah it was uh, it was a fine week, honestly. I was expecting much worse, and really, it was only those like first two days of the NXT reviews uh, that caused me any trouble. Otherwise, I had a grand old time. Saw some good nice. wrestling. That's always a goal. Yeah, that's that's very very good. Uh, anyone who was listening to the SmackDown podcast would have known that I was a little bit short circuiting. I was I was very tired. Um, content <laughs> though, Pete. It made for uh, content. That's true. Yeah. Um, but you, you'll all be glad to know I haven't slept very well since then. Apart from last night, last night was okay, and that's that's progress right there, everyone. We get we're getting back on track, maybe. Um, but we'll have, we'll have to see how that goes as we get back into a normal schedule. Although we've still got other stuff to do because loads of people are gonna have to take time off because people are working loads over WrestleMania weeks so and we have to be covering mm. for stuff. So. Oh boy! I <laughs> uh, can't wait for that. Uh, let me tell you, being the only person in North America working on this website mm-hmm. is something that I would very much like to make it my mission to change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to seek out another American journalist to be like, please, I need someone else in this part of the world working on this website. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah. I, I I can imagine, yeah. Uh, that doesn't sound particularly great. Um, we do have an email here actually that I am going to read out <coughs> from Juan, who actually emailed in for the uh, the SmackDown podcast last week. Uh, but since we are the Intangibles, we could also uh, um, we're also doing NXT. So <coughs> Juan comes in to say, "Hola, chicos. Thank you for your advice last week. Arousing stuff. That's a throwback to the Christmas episode. Um, <laughs> since the Intangibles are the best thing in wrestling at the moment." <laughs> obviously um what would you say uh that are the intangibles for the whole wrestle talk family god i'm gonna need some time to think about that uh keep up the good work love your content i always have a great time with the longitudinal dudes um 
Oh, did you say jam that jam in Spanish? Okay. <clears throat> jalea esa jalea. I did it. That was Go pretty me. good. Thank you. That's better um, than any time Adam tries to say hola. What does what does he say? It comes up in the in the uh, super or ultra chats for Quizzlemania, and he's just like, um, hola. Oh and God. it's always on a stream that Denise is on, obviously, because that's probably why they're sending in Spanish. But Absolutely, like, yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you don't pronounce the H's in Spanish, Adam. God. Hola. Um, yes. Uh, intangibles for the whole WrestleTalk family. Crikey Moses. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> It's really need more difficult. than like five seconds of prep for, for I know, something yeah. like this. I mean, Adams could be hair because that sets him apart from most of the team. Yeah, that's a good good one. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's think. Hmm. See, <clears throat> see the difference Louis, is Louis can be Google. He likes to use nice. That. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Really, that 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 is an intangible he's got for sure. Um, Luke's is probably I don't know the nineties. I was going to say nineties nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, let's think. Uh, Ollie would be weak tea. You know, that's that's just what he do. You know. I'm very excited to meet everyone and see like the random quirks that I've heard about for the last like two years, <laughs> like up close and in person. <laughs> Because all I've heard is just like, oh yeah, Ollie just like he takes the the tea bag and just like dips it in the water and then he's done and that's his tea. And I was like, what in the world? What is this? Like the myth of Ollie Davis has just grown in my mind over the last two years. See, I love the fact that that came about from Adam randomly saying it in a video. Wasn't even true. Adam just said Ollie drinks weak tea, and everyone goes, yeah, makes sense. Checks out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I mean, I can believe that. I. This may be a little bit rude to say about my boss, but I can believe it. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. he has several weird quirks. Uh, he needs his, you know, his geranium oil to to concentrate, and he does enjoy a good Huel bar and things like that. You know, and there's a there's a there's a lot of very interesting things. And every other week, you know, when we were in the office, he'd come in and be like, "Guys, got this new thing. Trying out this new <laughs> thing. It really helps with productivity. I promise." Um, and then he'd try and sell us on it, and all of us would be like. No, I'm good. I'd rather just listen to my music. Thanks. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I can't think of many others off the top of my head right now. Uh, Laurie. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what would it, what's it, uh, 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 Bouldering. He does that. Ugh, it's not a very good intangible, but you know. Split personality. It, yeah. Yeah, that's Sounds much like better. Are. Yeah. Psychotic. Yeah. You he know? can he can talk to himself, come up with strategies. Mm hmm. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I think that just leaves on. like Andy. Andy fidgeting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's intangible. Porn <laughs> knows a lot about porn. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, that's I'm really glad. I'm really glad that this has just followed him around because of yep. one dumb thing he said at a pub. Yep. And, but the thing is, though, we invited him on to, to WrestleTalk After Dark. Like, he wasn't joining. And then we, we asked him to come on because someone had emailed in a question, be like, who's your top five porn stars? So then mm -hmm. we were like, let's get Andy in. 
Andy came in and he was like, oh, you know, there's there's maybe this person for... And he was maybe like top five women. And was like, oh, maybe this one, maybe this one. And then we were like, what about the male ones? And he goes, yes, bang, 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 bang. And it's like, listen up all these people. And we were like, Andy. <laughs> what? Okay, bud. Uh, okay. I mean, to, to each their own. I don't mm-hmm. think... I don't think I... Oh, I yeah, yeah, no. That, uh, that's not an issue. Pre- it's just because preferred... it's Andy and he's yeah. straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't even thinking that. But just like, I don't think I've ever been like, that's my guy. Right? Love that guy. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it, yeah. Uh, anyway, we are going to have to wrap things up because we do have to go live very shortly uh, for the actual uh, YouTube version of the NXT podcast. But thank you very much, everyone, uh, for listening. Uh, make sure make sure to get in your emails at support at WrestleTalk.com and we'll be sure to get back to them uh, at some point uh, or read them out on the show. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Take care of each other. We love you very much. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.